This episode of Reality Escape Pod is brought to you by Morty, virtual escape games, and Patreon supporters like you. Welcome to the Reality Escape Pod, your lifeline when you need a getaway from the real world. I'm David Spira, alongside my co-host, PG Law. Together, we're exploring immersive gaming from all angles, and we'll be joined by guests who really know their stuff. Today's guests are Lee Fei Lo and Teresa Wagner from the Recon team. Lee Fei leads the programming team, while Teresa leads the games team. To close out season three, we're going to give you a behind the scenes look into the biggest production that Room Escape Artist has put on in its eight years of operation. It takes a big team to make something this elaborate, and we are so excited to introduce you to Lee Fei and Teresa. Welcome. Hi, I'm always looking for an excuse to get away from the real world, and recon is the best excuse ever. You have been such an amazing collaborator on all of the programming through the last few years. I'm really excited to share with people how we've approached this and the way we collaborate and the way we think about structuring an event. I've been thinking of this as a, a study tour to Boston, where we get to play games and talk about them in both a player-excited way, but from a creator, intellectual, pull it apart and figure out how to make things better way as well. And it's so fun to do this in a great city with great games to talk about. And doing it from the other side of the world. For people who don't know from the accent, I'm in Sydney, Australia. And so we have scheduling challenges where all the meetings have to be in the evening. Where are you? North, New York time. New yeah. York time. Always confused. And I get up early, but it works out. It works out well. And Teresa, welcome. Yes. Thank you, David and PG, for having me once again. I'm so surprised you didn't kick me off permanently after the last episode, but I'm back. I'm excited to be back, and I'm thrilled to bring so many games and fun things to the folks of Recon. Gotta have our games executioner on. Uh, I'll never <laughs> live out that name. Like, I will never live out the username Satan Puppet. Stuck with me forever. People are going to think about games at Recon and be like, yeah. That chick saying, send me a code to a game. It was a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that happened. And yeah, of course we were going to have you and your bird Wally back. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't shut up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wally, Wally says hi, everybody. <laughs> That's Teresa's bird Wally. <laughs> yep, I, I apologize for the background noise. Hopefully he is uh, sweet and might take a nap in a little while. We'll see. It's okay. We'll be serenaded by your tiny dinosaur. <laughs> but yay, we finally get to do recon in person. I am so excited. Um, in case you guys don't know, we were supposed to do recon live in 2020, actually. It was supposed to be the first year. Yeah, it got delayed a couple times. But actually, the virtual recon that you guys pulled off was really fun and you still managed to create that feeling of community virtually online i almost forgot that i wasn't there in person with everybody that was really a challenge for us pg because we did such a nice job virtually now that we're back in person david and i have been really thinking well what can we do that will make it really lean into being in person so we've thought up some ideas which i'm not going to spoil obviously but no, let's, let's spoil them. I mean, that's, let's, let's do it. If you're running a convention, which is about engagement and immersion, then your 
talks and experiences and workshops have to also lean into that. For example, we have the Coopers, Haley and Cameron Cooper, talking about the magic circle. And I'm hoping that they'll use the audience, they'll use the space we're in to really make that magic circle. So you experience the magic circle as part of their talk. And that's something that we can't do virtually very easily. This is what we've been trying to think about is there's stuff that you can actually do better over the internet. Edited talks are an example of that. But there is a lot of stuff that is way better in person. And we've been trying to figure out how do we lean into the things that are way better in person and not just make sure they're present, but amplify them. The other thing I'm really excited about is going to play at level 99 and then getting a tech talk from Victor Hung and a talk from Matt Duplessis on kind of the future of play and being able to play a different style of game and then think about it together is something you can't do virtually. So now level 99 is not an escape room, is it? No, level 99 is sort of like an escape room amusement park is the best way that I can describe it. Teresa, you were just playing there. Is that Does that ring true oh, to you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Level 99 is basically an escape room player's dream. It's everything I could ever want. Maybe it's just a me thing because I like cool things, but I really think escape room players also like cool, unique <laughs> things. Um, so what it is that there's 30 or so almost mini escape rooms. These might not necessarily be escape rooms, but they might be interactive experiences. They might be physical activities. They might be just climbing on monkey bars and hitting buttons. You basically walk into one of the rooms. You have I don't know, one minute to three minutes to figure out what in the world to do. You have no idea going in there. The themes honestly don't have a ton to do with what's going on. So you walk in and you have no context clues on what you're supposed to do once you get into there. So the first few times you are going to fail miserably and that's just how the game works. And some are more intuitive than others, but it's the mystery of not knowing what to do, having to figure it out by what's around you, what inputs you have, trying different things and failing to be able to complete these quests. Completing the quests gives you stars and gems to unlock other quests. And you can kind of just run rampant for as long as you possibly want. We ran around for like half a day and still wanted to play longer. I'm even literally planning another trip back because I want to bring different friends to play again. It's such an adorable, fun exciting, good workout for everybody from the puzzle community. And people are just going to love it at Recon. It's so cool. There are physical challenges. There are intellectual challenges. There are ones that blend the two. And the one thing, they don't tell you what's inside, but they use symbols to show you what type of challenge it is. So you're not going to like stumble into a physical challenge by accident if that's not your cup of tea. And there's plenty to do for people even that don't want to do the physical activities. There's quite a lot of mental-only challenges and skill-based challenges that don't require any physical activity, as well as quests around the art that is exhibited throughout Level 99 and multiple little mini-games outside of the rooms that people can play while waiting for the rooms. And the cherry on top with Level 99 is that it has a phenomenal microbrewery and restaurant in there. The food is to die for. And like, there is a chance you could win a free pretzel if you get enough stars and rooms. And we played until we got two free pretzels and ate them. And then we went back and tried to get more puzzle pieces to collect more pretzels in the real world. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is after party at the brewery. During party at the brewery. <laughs> the end of recon is happening at level 99. We're busing everybody from the convention center over to level 99 
where the last two talks will be. So Lifei mentioned Matt DePlessis and Victor Hung. So Matt DePlessis is not only the founder and CEO of Level 99, which is this kind of futuristic view of what escape rooms and immersive gaming can be, but he's also the founder and CEO of Five Wits, which is, in my opinion, the first real escape room company. They founded in, I think, 2004, before escape rooms were even a thing in Japan. And they have been making Disney-esque, family-friendly, large-scale escape games with phenomenal effects and tech. They've been doing this longer than anybody. And Matt is a really interesting guy with a very interesting perspective. The other speaker who will be speaking at Level 99 is Victor Hung, who is one of the owners of Boxeroo, which in my opinion, I think it's the top escape room company in the Northeastern United States. And he's also the CTO of Level 99, which has magnificent tech. So he's going to be doing the tech talk. Matt's going to be doing a closing talk on the future of play. And that's all going to happen at level 99 in between playing and eating and having a drink and socializing, whatever you want to be doing there, there's going to be a really good time had. And that's all included with the price of the ticket, right? Everything is included with the price of the ticket. Anything that we have listed on the website, for the most part, you don't even have to make very many choices. If you have attended some other escape room conferences, not all of them, but some of them, you might have been in the situation where you were constantly being nickeled and dimed throughout the entire event, paying piecemeal for whatever you want to be doing. That's not how this works. We have an elevated ticket price. We're definitely at surface value, more expensive than what you might be used to. But all of these talks, they're not scheduled over each other. We haven't counter-programmed. The only place that you have to make decisions when it comes to talks is which of the two workshops you want to go to. When it comes to the games, we have Boxeroo bringing an impressive ballroom game to the convention. We have Level 99, basically a party going on at Level 99. And I don't know if this is going to be announced officially yet, but at this point, it's definitely going to be announced in this podcast. As of the day that we're recording this, we closed a sponsorship with the city of Malden, which is outside of Boston, and it's the place where Bodeborg is. And the mayor's office there will be busing us all to Malden's gaming district, where we will be having yet another gathering at Bodeborg. Whoa, you guys are adding Bodeborg also? Yes, indeed. This is the craziest thing our team could have pulled off, and we pulled it off. And I'm so excited to bring everybody to both Level 99 and Bodeborg. Wow, you guys just keep adding value to the tickets because people bought tickets without even knowing that we were going to be getting a trip out there. We have been working on this for a very long time, not throwing any shade at the city of Malden because they've been lovely to work with. But I think they'll also be the ones to tell you the wheels of government don't necessarily turn quickly. And they worked really hard to make all of this come together and work with us. So I've seen people chatting in both our Patreon channel, and I think I've also seen some in the Recon Boston Discord channel, people wanting to go to Bodeborg. And for months, I have just been wanting to be like, I think it might actually happen, but I couldn't say anything. And now it is actually happening. Is Bodeborg similar to Level 99? 
Teresa, do you want to take that? Yeah, yeah. So, Bodeborg, in a way, is the closest thing in the world to level 99, but that's not saying much because they're super unique and different experiences. While level 99 focuses on having a ton of small content, Bodeborg focuses on about 17 quests that are similar to the level 99 rooms, but usually have two to three to four different rooms in each quest. So, the way that it works is that players will enter into a quest and, once again, not know what to do, not have a ton of instructions, they will definitely know whether it's a physical, a mental, or a blended challenge, which has a little bit of both. And they will have to figure out the room to be able to progress further into the quest to figure out more secrets and more things that kind of pile up into the quest. A lot of the quests have a meta sequence at the end where you figure out what you do in the first two or three rooms and you get to the final room and you kind of have to remember what you've learned in the first few rooms to finish. If you do fail the quest at any point, they will push you out and make you start from the beginning all all over again. So it's just like a Super Mario Brothers game. As Lee Fei was talking about Recon Boston being this play study opportunity, going and being able to do both Bodeborg and Level 99 is like an amazing example of this because they're two of the only companies that are playing in this space, this large scale, almost like escape room amusement park realm. And they have different approaches to it. And they both do certain things amazingly. I'm not going to say that I think one of them is objectively better than the other. I think that Level 99 has some more modern affordances and some stuff going on in it that's just aesthetically beautiful. The food is outrageous. The ambiance, just the whole vibe of the place is outrageous. And the games are fantastic. Bodeborg has more depth in a lot of the games because they're using more space for each game. And so you can see the different approaches, and that's one of the things that I'm most excited about. Are you going to, like, I feel like we, do we need to add days to the to the convention? Like, how are you going to squeeze in a whole other trip into this convention? Like, how are we making time for I'm that? I'm so glad you asked. So basically, Bodeborg is going to be the Sunday night event. So the con will come to a close for the day. We will board buses and go to Malden, and we'll be in Malden for the evening. We'll have Bodeborg available. There are some other entertainment venues that you can choose to go to in place of or in addition to Bodeborg if you want to buy your way into one of them. I want to shout out to James Cobalt, who made Molden happen, who also has an escape room venue in that Molden gaming district as well. Yeah. So James Cobalt is one of the long-term members of the Recon team. And he, over the last year, since really since the last Recon, has been working on launching his own escape room business. And he really worked with the city and he brought all of this together. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Cause I, he, I, he's been very active in the chats and I know he told us that he took away a lot from the first couple recons and from the podcast. And he has been applying a lot of that to this new business that he opened. So I'm very excited to see what he's got in store. I got a tour of his space and excitement is an understatement. I'm thrilled to see what he makes up in that insane space. So we have those evening events. We have talks during the day. So we've talked about a few of them. Lifei, who else do we have coming? Well, we have Carol Murphy. They work for Disney in the immersive gaming space. And they're going to talk about involving actors in real life experiences. 
it's not just immersive gaming space. Caro works on Galactic Star Cruiser, the big Star Wars hotel. I will so want to go to the big Star Wars hotel and they are going to tell us a bit about that and then how to bring that magic of interaction to other types of experiences. Caro is really focused on practical ways of incorporating theatrics and really coming up with better ways to use your game masters and incorporate the humans that you have involved with your games. So this isn't going to be like some far-flung, like, oh, if you're not making a hotel, it's not going to be useful to you. They're really going to be focusing in on how to make this practical and engaging and useful for regular escape room creators. So a bit of inspiration and then something more useful that you can apply to your slightly less Disney budget game. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited for that because I think one of the trends that I've been really loving the most in escape rooms is the incorporation of live actors, having it be more immersive, having it be a little bit more like a LARP, more of playing along and less about just only solving puzzles. And I hope that more companies start to use that. And I think attending this talk, um, seeing different ways it could be used will really be helpful. Something that's really cool about the companies that we are going to be playing at Recon this year, every attendee will get one escape room. A lot of them really dive deep into that storytelling where, yes, you could play the game for a puzzle game, but a lot of the games that we're featuring at this conference actually tell a really deep story, not necessarily using actors, but by using non-player characters and many other different video and audio elements to really tell that story. And the nice thing about playing a game during the con is that you get a bit of a behind-the-scenes chat afterwards as well. So we might be able to sneak a peek at the tech in Boxeroo or hear about some of the design by Marie Huber. So that's really fun as well. Yeah. So, Teresa, we'll take a break from the speakers for a second. Tell us about the companies that are going to be featured because everyone is going to have an escape room scheduled into them and we're going to form groups for people the way that we do on our escape room tours. Yeah, so we are featuring three vastly different but also amazing escape room companies. So we're looking at Trapology, Boxeroo, and Red Fox Escapes. All three of these companies I played myself last weekend because I didn't trust David and Lisa's and everybody else's raving reviews about them. So of course I had to fly to Boston and play them myself. I have taken two trips in the last month that are over 20 escape rooms in three days and I love every single room I've played. I am exhausted. <laughs> so recommend all of the rooms. Do not recommend fitting nine and a half hours of games in one day. Yep. I've been there. Yep. So speaking of the companies we have, Red Fox is going to be featuring three fantastic games. They have U-Boat, which has one of the craziest interactions I've ever seen in an escape room. The Heist, which honestly is one of the most exciting heist games I've ever played. And they're going to be debuting a new room a few months before Recon that I'm not going to announce for them. But keep an eye on their website for their newest game because I'm really excited. Got a behind the scenes look of it and it looks fantastic. So one of the other companies that we're featuring is Trapology. And 
we're going to be featuring only a handful of their games because I went and handpicked my favorites there, and I think they're going to be everybody else's favorites as well. So we're going to be looking at Crush Depth, which has a really cool, creepy vibe and is one of the best submarine games I've ever played. The Institute might be the cutest game I've ever played. Loved it to death, was giggling the entire time. And for those of you who like something a little more raunchy, we've got The Booby Trap, which just starts out in a normal coffee shop. Things just get a little crazy from there. (laughs) And then the final company we're looking at, I know we've mentioned them a ton. Boxeroo has three games and every single one of their games is an experience from beginning to end from before you even get into the experience until after you finish the final puzzle. And they have the magician study, which was a fantastic magician room, did some really cool things I'd never seen in other escape rooms. Conundrum Museum, which may be one of the hardest, but for the puzzlers is one of the strongest puzzle games. It almost feels like you're doing a puzzle hunt in real life. That's a little more fun, in my opinion, and also super satisfying to solve all of the puzzles and the meta puzzle that they have, as well as Storyteller's Secret. You go through an entire storybook, and it's just the cutest game ever. I can't wait to play the Boxeroo. They make my favorite online puzzle hunt, Colby's Curious Cook-Off, which I adore. Oh, and also, David and I will probably be playing through quite a bit of it because we will be streaming once a month on the second Wednesday of every month in collaboration with Indicates Beyond Screens. So if you're curious to see what a Boxeroo game looks like, we will be playing their online game, Colby's Curious Cook-Off. So make sure you guys tune in and check that out. One of the things that's so cool about Boxeroo is that as creators, they work in so many different mediums and they just nail it every time, which is hard. Yeah, I was really impressed with that virtual puzzle hunt because I would have thought that this was a company that specialized in video games. The interface, the website just worked perfectly and it's everything you'd want. So like if you have a puzzle, sometimes what's annoying is not being able to interact with the different pieces that are on the screen. And, you know, they designed the website so that, yes, you can click and drag pieces into place, which, of course, when you're doing a puzzle, yeah, that's a lot easier than me having to get out a pen and paper or my shoddy Photoshop skills and trying to manipulate it that way. So definitely I'm excited about them. So included in the price of the ticket is one escape room from one of the companies. Is that correct? Everyone's getting one escape room, a ballroom game from Boxeroo, which is called 100 Earth Days, and they're doing some really interesting stuff with that game. And then you get the bus trip to Bodeborg, the bus trip to Level 99, all the talks, a workshop, and access to all of the other social gatherings. We're going to have a whole bunch of other things going on at the con, which we'll talk about in a moment. Can one of you guys talk a little bit about what exactly is a ballroom game? Because you keep saying that, and I'm like, what's a ballroom game? It's a great question. So ballroom games are sort of where escape rooms started. It's what Scrap was doing in the early years. And when they first started bringing games to the United States, they were bringing ballroom games. And some of them were fantastic, and some of them were not. But basically what you do is everyone is broken up into different tables of teams. There's stuff that goes on on stage, and then there are activities that are happening for your team at your table. And I don't want to give too much away, but Boxeroo has a little more than meets the eye going on with their approach to this. Okay, so it's everybody playing all at once. Everybody playing all at once on their own teams. Oh, exciting. Okay, I can't wait. I love that kind of stuff. 
It should be a good time. And again, so much of what we're trying to do with the games is not just give everyone a good time and show them good games, but we're trying to show them a variety of games in a variety of styles and approaches and form factors because we want you to be inspired. We want people to think about escape rooms as more than just the cliche image of escape room because there's so many different directions that you can start to push and pull this medium. And part of, for me, bringing wonderful escape room creators and fans together is to give them the opportunity to start to explore what the outer limits of this are. And maybe you'll love some of them. Maybe you won't love some of them, but you'll take lessons away from each. And that is, to me, the most valuable part of what we're putting together. So would you say that Recon is more for creators or for enthusiasts? Who is this convention for? There is plenty of room for both. I would say that like someone asked me, like, hey, I'm trying to choose between attending one of your tours or attending Recon. What should I do? And my answer is they're both for everybody. And we get tons of owners who come on the tours and we get tons of players who come to Recon. If you're choosing between one, I would say that Recon is biasing more towards owners. We really want to have every owner who is building world-class escape rooms and every owner who's aspiring to build world-class escape rooms, we want you at Recon. If you are more of a player, tours might be more your speed. But if you are the type of player who wants to peel back the curtain, see what's going on behind the scenes, have engaging conversations with creators, there is so much here for you. And there's so much just in the games and the play aspect of it. Yeah, it's for both. But... We definitely have a owner-focused spin on Recon. We're taking a moment to thank our sponsor, Morty. Morty is a free app for discovering, planning, tracking, and reviewing your escape rooms and other immersive social outings. I believe in it so much that I have a stake in it as an advisor. It gives me great pleasure to tell everybody that Morty will be available on the web and on the mobile web in addition to its already fantastic iPhone app. This allows people to use Morty regardless of what platform you're on. We know Android users, we absolutely know you are a little bit peeved that you have not had the chance to use Morty. This is a fantastic first step towards opening this up to absolutely everyone and also just making all of the stuff available from your computer. So if you've been holding out on Morty, mobile web is coming. There'll be a early version launching in the spring and a more full featured version launching this summer. You can learn more at mortyapp.com repod. That's R-E-P-O-D to sign up and get a special badge for our listeners. Link and details in the show notes. Lee Fei, we're going to bounce back to some speakers. Who else do we got? 
Teresa was talking about uh, Red Fox before, and I want to shout out Marie Huber from Red Fox, who's also running a workshop for us. You'll have to choose between Marie's workshop on game design and Stuart Bogarty's workshop on branding and marketing. But Marie, you'll get to play one of her games, especially if you nominate that you want to play one of her games, and then you'll get to workshop with her and other attendees thinking about the constraints of your budget and your space, as well as the high moments that you want to hit for players. And I think it's going to be really fun to do this together, you know, with other people. And Marie is such a thoughtful designer. She really thinks through the nuance of what she's doing and why she's doing it. And her ability to explain her rationale is something that sets her apart. And that's why we have her running this workshop is because it's one thing to be able to do something, but be able to explain why you did it that way is hard to do. And she's so stellar at it. She's such a good communicator. You also mentioned Stuart Bogarty. Yeah. So when we met with Stuart, I learned so much about branding already. He's going to be taking real world examples of escape room brands and thinking about how you can tweak those so that they're more distinctive, they're more memorable, and they really explain the personality and the offering of your company. So people can bring their own brands to workshop or they can share what other people are doing and really learn from someone with experience in branding and marketing. Yeah. Before Escape Room, Stuart was working at a branding and marketing agency. So he has been doing this for clients for years and really understands the space. On top of that, he owns uh, Trapped in Stamford, Connecticut, which fun fact, if you have ever seen the segment from CBS Sunday Morning that Lisa and I were on, that was filmed at Trapped. We'll leave a link to that in the show notes because I'm really proud of that. And I don't think that my parents have ever been more proud of me than being on CBS Sunday Morning. (laughs) But um, setting that aside, he also owns a number of other escape room companies. And so he has been through this process many times and he really understands the ins and outs of it. Yeah. So it's not just the logo or the name, it's the website, it's the shirts, it's how the employees carry themselves. It's the ambience of the lobby. That's all part of the brand. And I think Stuart is going to help us learn how to do that a bit better. Yeah. So you'll have to choose between which workshop you want to go to, the game design one from Marie or the branding and marketing one from Stuart. It's the one big choice we're going to ask people to make. Those are going to be smaller scale, hands-on experiences. So pick the one that is going to fit your needs at the moment. Or if you have two people from the same company going, one could go to each, right? That's a great idea. David, we've been a bit remiss though, because... The whole con is themed around the journey and we haven't talked about that a lot. And we haven't talked about your and Lisa's talk and the whole kind of connecting all the talks and the whole program. Yeah. So Lisa and I are going to be talking. Surprise. I know everyone's shocked. I didn't even know that. (laughs) Really? Maybe I did. I don't know. I forgot. Now I'm excited. I just assume that everybody assumes that if there's a microphone there, I'm going to grab it. Every year for Recon, Lifei and I like to dream up a theme for the event. The first year, it was Adapt. The second year, it was Rebirth. 
This year, it's the journey. And the journey has dual meaning. It is both the physical journey to Boston, but the content that we're presenting to you is about the player's journey. And all of the talks are going to fit into that. We're going to be giving the opening talk, which is going to be a thesis statement for the event. We're going to go and tie it together. We're going to present you with a framework for how the player journey works, because it's actually a really big concept. It's a concept so big that we can't pick it all apart in one event, but we're going to give you a good foundation to start thinking about it in different ways. And that's enough about me and Lisa. Who else do we have? We already talked about going to Malden. And what's interesting about Malden, besides the excitement of playing there, is that they've created a gaming district. And we're going to have Gary Christensen, the mayor of Malden, and Kevin Duffy, the strategy and business development manager, speak to us as well. Because I think that lots of owners have wrestles with local government and it's an opportunity to hear from local government about how they work, how they can work with escape room owners and how you can work with your local government to create bars and to create this kind of entertainment district. And while it won't work for everyone, it's really an interesting case study on critical mass in terms of somewhere to go and somewhere to play. And we get to go and see the place and we get to hear from the people making this place. Is that what they're calling it is a gaming district? Not like an entertainment district, but specifically gaming district. They have a sign that is now lighting up that says the Malden Gaming District right outside of Bodeborg. It has its own website also. It's the coolest (laughs) thing ever. Like literally, if I didn't have to live where I have to live for my job, I would be living in the apartment above Bodeborg because I know it exists and I've looked into it previously. (laughs) Now, do they have like a, is this like a college town? Malden isn't a college town, but Boston is one giant college town. So there's a lot of students at a lot of universities and that that definitely does feed some of the gaming elements that are there but they have an escape room they have bodeborg they have an immersive mini golf place that is opening up and that that's made by a former escape room creator as well skip dylan who used to make wicked escapes fantastic creator they also have a comic and gaming shop they have a pool hall there's a whole bunch of stuff and it's all like in one block of each other so yeah gaming district the mini golf course that is opening up looks insane. They have an entire hole with just like, you know, the Adams family where the guy with the light bulb in his mouth, there's just uh, a ton Uncle of, Fester. yeah, Uncle Fester, all of his heads with light bulbs that are LED colors are all over the mini golf course. And you have to hit the ball around the heads with the light bulb in their mouth. But like when you hit them, I think the light like goes everywhere. The course is like meow wolf meets mini golf meets just like immersive experiences. I don't understand what's going on, but I can't wait to check it out. So if you want to take a break from Bodeborg and wander into one of these other businesses or skip out on Bodeborg, go and play some mini golf. There's going to be a lot of options there in Malden. And yeah, we'll have the mayor and Kevin giving a short talk on how they approach this and giving you some takeaways about how you can approach your local government to propose something like this. But also, and I think more importantly, they're going to give you some inside perspective into what local government values 
when they're engaging with a company like an escape room because if you talk to owners there's so many horror stories of escape room creators who didn't figure out how to manage their relationship with their local government and it can cost them dearly so we're excited to have them on stage sharing some of their insights and hopefully saving some escape room creators from calamity and maybe giving them some ideas of how to better work with government i'm honestly the most excited about this actually this is so cool because i really think that this is the future of entertainment are all of these little immersive gaming facilities i was at a mall last weekend with my brother-in-law he did an escape room with me but it's not really his thing but he's like all these places are closing and like they were like on the top floor where the theater is there's an escape room there's a couple kids play areas but he's like it would be cool if they replaced more of these shops with entertainment and gaming stuff that I could just bring the kids and we could have like a fun day around. And I think it's really cool that the governments are also seeing the potential of these. And I think hopefully that will kind of trickle down to like to entertainment centers and to gaming centers, because I know a lot of escape room owners have issues with the landlords even understanding what? (laughs) What kind of business are you trying to put here? So I love that. I'm super excited to hear this talk. That's all of the main programming that we have. We're also going to have Birds of a Feather sessions, which are going to be less structured opportunities for people to gather and talk about whatever it is that's on their mind. It could be follow-ons to the talks that we're given. It could be subjects that we haven't programmed for this year, but we'll have space available for that. And we're also going to have time for people to go and meet the sponsors. One of the things that we learned while researching for Recon is that a lot of the vendors who have booths at events really don't like having booths at events. It's expensive to set them up. It's arduous to staff them. And you have to remove yourself from the event to actually run them. What we have this time, instead of having booths with vendors in them, we just have sponsors. Anyone's welcome to sponsor Recon, and you can become a general sponsor. You can also then, if you want higher visibility, sponsor certain things, wristbands and lanyards and stuff like that. Or in the case of Malden, buses. We're going to have opportunities for people to go and find those sponsors. So there'll be times on the schedule where you can go off, you'll know where to find these folks, and you'll be able to have the conversations you need to have, figure out what deals you want to make. And that way, our sponsors can actually be part of the event themselves and not be off in their own little world, hoping that people come to their booth. And you guys always have really great sponsors too. And I know most of the sponsors sponsor because they're really passionate about the industry and they believe in what we're doing for Recon, for Repod, for Rhea in general. And they really want to support this community and see it grow. And of course, we wouldn't be able to put on any of these events without them. Absolutely. And we will make sure that everyone knows where to find these folks. PG will be introducing all of the sponsors from stage helping you find them. It's it's going to be a thing. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm going to be your best hype woman. Don't worry. <laughs> We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Virtual Escape Games. Virtual Escape Games specializes in virtual team building adventures for teams anywhere around the globe, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Last week, 
one of our longtime readers reached out to me because he had a problem. He needed an online escape game that could handle a very large group of people. And so I sent him towards virtual escape games. They specialize in large groups. Like I was talking to George and he told me that even early on, one of his first large groups was a company that wanted to run an experience for 4,000 people at once concurrently. That was a lot more than I <laughs> was looking for. They can handle it. That was what was exciting to me. And, you know, it's nice to be able to just point people in the direction of something that can scale up and has the infrastructure in place to handle a group and games that are corporate friendly and aren't going to get him in trouble because I recommended something too edgy or something like that. It's nice to have the confidence. And I think they're they're fun and accessible too. So you don't need to be an expert. For non-hosted games, one to six players, you can get 20% off using the code REA20. And for your team building adventures, you can also knock off 20% with the code TB20. All of this is available for you at virtualescapegames.com. These details are in the show notes. Okay, so no vendor hall. So you're not going to have like vendor halls or vendor booths. It'll be like free range sponsors. Yep, free range sponsors with time to go and meet them and we'll be helping you connect with them. So there's a vendor angle to it, but we're trying out something different. We're trying a little bit of a different twist on it based off of the feedback that we've gotten from people who are sponsoring and want to be supporting this and want to do business with the people at Recon. But they want to go play and participate still like me. I was so honored to be asked to host Recon, but I was like, does that mean I won't be able to play anything? (laughs) And the answer is no, because of the big brain schedule that Lisa and the team have put together that really does allow for the people who are making Recon happen in all of these different ways to still be a part of Recon. And that was an important part to what we are making here. Yeah. And so that's the other thing that David told me is that they have arranged the schedule so you won't miss out on anything. Because I know that like for virtual recon, for example, last year, some people were like, oh, man, like you scheduled this game during this talk I really wanted to attend. Or there's this workshop that's taking place during a talk and I had to choose which one I wanted to do. And what I'm hearing is that the schedule will be arranged much better this year. So you'll be able to participate in most of the events and most of the talks. Yeah. If I were to assign a D&D alignment to last year's recon, it would be chaotic good. Uh, chaotic neutral on the game's side. Yeah, it was a lot. There are going to be points where you have a game. Your escape room may be scheduled over some birds of a feather sessions. Or if you don't want to be doing a workshop, we will probably put you in escape room at that time. There is some amount of shuffling around. You won't have a completely conflict-free event, but you'll have a almost entirely conflict-free event. And we have carefully selected where we're putting that stuff. You're not going to be playing an escape room while Haley and Cameron are on stage or something like that. Scheduling-wise for the game side of things, we're going to pair everybody based on their preferences. So we're going to be sending out a survey prior to the event that includes what themes you like, what themes you don't like, how hard you like playing, whether you're playing for fun, whether you're playing to set records, and what games you've played previously. So we're really going to link up your schedule so that you can play whatever game is best fit for you and so that you can attend whichever workshop or whatever overlaps with the games so that you won't be missing out on anything that you request. 
Or you can request to play also with your partner or your group of friends. Yeah, we can guarantee you can play with a partner you're traveling with. If you have a full group, we may be able to make that come together. But if you have a group of three or four, we might have to get a little bit more creative with it. But you can always pick someone that you're playing with and we will honor that. Okay, sounds good. Or like me, when I went on the tour, I got to play a couple games with friends, and then I opted to play games with a couple people that I would have just met on the tour, because it's a really great way to meet other people on the tour and other people in the community. Are we going to be doing like icebreaker games? Or are you guys going to be doing, Is there? are we going to have pre-parties? Unofficial. There's going to be a VIP and speaker event the night before, but really we're going to be encouraging people to go out. We're going to have a guide to where some bars are. We'll let people know where we're going to be the night before. So yeah, things are going to be going on before the event. Yeah, there's not going to be like icebreakers or anything like that, but there's going to be plenty of opportunity to socialize and hang out with folks before the event, during the event. We'll have the gatherings in Malden and Level 99. Yeah, you're not going to be wanting for social opportunities here. I just want to also encourage people. We do have a Discord for people who have bought tickets. And I can tell you that 100%, the more you participate in the Discord, the more you introduce yourself, put you out there, respond to other people. We recognize like who's in the Discord. If people are really active, like if I meet you in person and I'm like, oh hey, like I know I know that name, I'll just come up and say hi to you. So I think it really helps to be active in the Discord before you go there and then you won't feel overwhelmed or intimidated because it is a large group of people. Quite a few of these people know each other, but this way it'll be easier for you to introduce yourself and be a part of the community. Cause that's one of the best things about coming to these events is the community, is being part of this whole group and this industry and meeting everybody else. And speaking of the Discord channels that PG was mentioning, as the event gets closer, we're going to be making specific Discord channels for players to find other players if they want to stay before or after recon to be able to play some more of the games in the city. I'm going to be sending out a recommendation guide of all of the great games in the greater Boston area up to like an hour and a half. So if you want to rent a car and go play the observatory at the gate escape, highly recommend that. But we'll also be able to find you players. We're not necessarily setting that up, but we're going to give you many different avenues to be able to find players that want to play games with you that are also at recon. Teresa, tell them about the discount codes. Yeah, we're partnering with a ton of the companies around the greater Boston area, um, up to about three hours away from Boston. So if you're road tripping anywhere, look at this, free coupon codes. Well, not free. They come with your recon ticket. (laughs) So we're going to be sending out a coupon book as the event gets closer with 20% off coupon codes to a ton of different companies around the greater Boston area for just recon attendees to use. Will those coupon codes be good for any time? They're going to be good for a week before the event and a week after the event. This is the way that we've been running things at our tours for a long time. And yeah, it just allows people to more comfortably extend their stay if they want to and customize the direction they want to go in. So there's a ton of fantastic escape rooms in the greater Boston area that we can't include because they're just not close enough. Teresa mentioned the Gate Escape in Lemonster, which is one of my favorite escape room companies. Shout out to Rini. He is a phenomenal creator. But there's also Curious Escapes out there. There are also some great escape room companies in Rhode Island. Riddle Room Rhode Island is amazing. And a whole bunch of other companies along the way. And so whether you're coming through Maine or 
Rhode Island or Connecticut or New York, we're going to have all sorts of things that you can play along your path to and from recon. I wanted to say, though, that if you aren't part of the Discord, if you don't know people, don't feel worried about coming, please come and meet us all. The escape room community is warm and welcoming. And if you come and you don't know anyone, I can almost guarantee that you will meet many people who will be friends, who will inspire you and who you'll have a wonderful time both playing with, but having conversations with and sharing life experiences with for this kind of very intense weekend of con. So don't worry if you don't know people, you will know people by the end of the two days for sure. I can almost guarantee the minute you walk into the convention, if it's not me, it's going to be somebody else introducing themselves immediately and trying to be friends. I'm sorry if you don't want to be friends with me, but you're all stuck with me. (laughs) Yeah. For me, my biggest advice to people is when you go to a conference, lean into the things you don't know. If there's something going on and you're not an expert in it, make sure you go and do that. If there are people who you know there great, go and enjoy them, but also make sure you make time to go and leave your friends and make new friends. If you're showing up and you know no one, just be open to experiences. Have some open body language. Don't cross your arms. Don't look like you're miserable. Open yourself up and just say hi to people. Introduce yourself. See where it goes. I have a deep love of the escape room community, and it's the people, it's the players, it's the creators that make this such a wonderful place and make us want to go and put in an insane amount of effort to go and put on an event like this. No one on the recon team is getting rich off of this. In fact, for the most part, we're not really making a ton of money off of this at this point. It might turn into something that makes some money, but we are really gambling on the community itself. We are hoping that the community wants a truly special event And we are putting ourselves on the line in terms of our time, our energy, and in the case of me and Lisa, our money to go and put on something amazing for everybody. And it's a giant experiment. And we'll learn from this and iterate into the future. But we're hoping that you'll come on this journey with us If you made it this far into the podcast, something here is probably resonating with you. So my hope is that you'll want to come. You'll want to go and experience these games, meet these people, see what this team has put on, because I'm constantly in awe of our team. We have Teresa and Lee Fay on, but there are so many people who make Recon happen. We haven't even mentioned all of them. Like there's Lisa, who is really running so much of this. There's Teresa Piazza, who handles all the sponsor coordination. There's Cindy Saywitz, who if you're ever emailing with Recon, you're emailing with her. She also does a lot of speaker wrangling and contract wrangling. There's Brendan Lutz, who does all of our technology and infrastructure. James Cobalt, who has done a lot of work with Malden and also does a lot of work on branding and making things really pretty. Guy has really good taste. We have Augie, who makes mysteries, and um, there may be a mystery at Recon. There's also still more people. There's Heather Burns and Richard Burns. Heather has been doing a lot of research for the team and does a lot of our social media 
Richard does all manner of thinking and behind the scenes work for us. He works in mysterious ways. And then we have Ryan Brady and Kate Wassell. Ryan is the volunteer coordinator who is also going to be our day of coordinator for the event. And Kate Wassell, who is our event manager and has done so much project management for all of this. This team is huge. And that's not even getting into the actual volunteers who will be at the event helping to keep things running smoothly. So a lot of people put a lot of energy and skill and love into this. And I don't think you'll find a more dedicated group of people, especially people who aren't getting paid. We love what we do. I literally wouldn't trade working for Recon for the world. I was a heavily involved volunteer the first year. And I remember the second year when you were like, hey, do you want to come run game things for Recon next year? And I literally begged you to keep me on the team. I don't know if my begging worked or not, but it's just, it's my favorite thing to look forward to. I don't sleep for weeks. I'm running around coordinating like a madman. I'm flying into Boston multiple times to scope out bars in the area, but I literally wouldn't trade this experience for anything. So thank you for having us. Thank you for all the things you do. There is a palpable energy around recon. There's an energy around escape rooms and it's still such a young industry. And most of the creators and owners, a lot of them are in it because they love it and they're so passionate about it. And I love that energy. I love feeding off of it. And it's the same energy we get from all the people that work on recon. It's exciting. I have offered so many local owners my time for absolutely nothing if they're ever building an escape room because I just want to go and hang out. I love it. Yeah. Like, I don't know any other business where people are like, let me come do this for free because I love it. I just want to be a part of it. And it's such a great energy. And I think you're going to see a lot of that at Recon. It's really exciting. And it's really exciting to be around, even if you've been in the business for a while. I think being around the energy will help renew that passion in you as well and give you some new, fresh ideas. My hope is that when you leave Recon, you'll take something away for your head, something you've learned. You'll take something away from your feet, something you're going to do, either as a player, you know, you have new games to play, or as an owner, some tweaks on your games. You'll take something away from your heart, which I think is that inspiration and that feeling of community. And that's really what we're trying to make. We're trying to make something for your head, for your heart, and for your feet. Oh, that is so well said. Couldn't have put it better. <laughs> I love that. I will close this out by reminding everybody that we are ending our early bird sale really, really soon. So use that code, get $100 off your ticket. I think even at full price, the amount of value that we are cramming into this, I believe in the product, but I want you to get the deal. Get your ticket now. It'll also help us be able to logistic and plan getting those tickets sold earlier makes our lives much easier. The other thing that I will tell you is that once you get your ticket, you really want to reserve your hotel room because we reserved our hotel block in 2019. Before all of the inflation and ridiculousness, you're never going to be able to get hotel prices in Boston like this ever again. So get your ticket. Once you do that, you'll get access to the hotel block, Book your hotel room while you can. Space is limited on both fronts. 
We do not have an infinite amount of tickets to recon or an infinite amount of space in that hotel. So make sure that you get your tickets now. Cannot wait to see you at recon. Plus, it's fun to stay at the same hotel as everybody else. So make oh, sure yeah. you, you get into the, the hotel that everyone's staying at. The hotel deal is ridiculous in that we were looking at Airbnbs in the area for the same weekend. And for a bunk bed, it was more expensive than a recon hotel room. <laughs> and the hotel rooms are nice. Teresa, Lifei, thank you both so much for joining us and for everything that you have done to make Recon Boston happen. Thank you so much for having us. Every time I'm on Repod, it's just so much fun to talk to you guys. And I cannot wait for people to actually be able to attend Recon in person and not through Discord this year. It's going to be a blast. Everybody's going to love it. I can't wait to meet you all. Where can everybody find you on social media? I am at Satan Puppet everywhere. Such a great name. I really just wanted to say that on the podcast. At <laughs> <laughs> Lee You can find me in the Escape Room Discord, where I'm always chatting about escape rooms and food. We'll leave the links to where you can find them, as well as Recon social media accounts, in the show notes. The Reality Escape Pod is produced by Lisa Spira, edited by Steve Ewing of Stand Inside Media, and brought to you by RoomEscapeArtist.com, your home for well-researched, rational, and reasonably humorous escape room and immersive gaming content and events. This is wrapping up Season 3 of the Reality Escape Pod. PG, we did it! Another season done. Oh my gosh! I had so much fun recording this season. We went quite a few more episodes than we have in previous seasons. We did. I don't know that we'll be doing seasons this long all the time. I don't know what the standard length for a repod season will be, but I'm really proud of what we did. I love all of our guests. I think we've really hit our groove as interviewers together. Steve is doing such a killer job editing. All of this has come together, and we're so thankful to you listeners we're thankful to our sponsors, Virtual Escape Games and Morty. If you haven't had a chance to go and play a game with Virtual Escape Games, not just shill in here, like they're really good for a corporate team building, or if you want to go and play some games with the family, like they'll scratch the itch. And if you haven't signed up for your Morty badge yet, your Repod Morty badge, go and do that. Links in the show notes. Let them know that you're one of our listeners. If you're on Android, Give it a little bit. You'll be able to sign up there when it is available on the web. We are so grateful to our sponsors. I mean, honestly, this podcast would not be able to happen without the sponsors and without our Patreon supporters. So if you guys are enjoying this podcast, you're sad that the season's over, you're not yet a Patreon supporter, guess what? There's full-length bonus episodes available to you when you join. If you want even more content, we have the Spoilers Club, where we talk about all of the different escape rooms we've been playing in detail. We have the creative join us for most of the spoilers clubs we have a pretty good library now of games so odds are you've probably played especially if you are in like one of the areas where we play a lot in like in la we've got a lot of games from those regions and a lot of online games too thank you for joining us on this journey and we're going to be back sometime in the fall with season four but in the meantime we're producing a sold out tour to new mexico and Recon, which I don't know if you've heard of it, but I think it's going to be great and you should come. See you next season. Thanks, guys. I want to take a moment to thank some of our highest level backers. 
This podcast would not exist without your support. Thank you so much to Breakout Games, Derek Tam, Jonathan Driscoll, Byron Delmonico, Paula Swan, Rex Miller, and Scott Olson. Thank you so much for your support. All right. So since we finally announced that we have Bodeborg on, I have to tell the story of probably the fourth time I went to Bodeborg because I'm obsessed with this place. So we get there and they had just opened this quest called Potions. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are three rooms to the Potions quest and each room is so significantly harder than the next. And we were really early players of Potions. So we get there, we know how to play a lot of the quests and we decide to dive into Potions. We're like, oh, it's going to be like another quest. We'll beat it in 10 minutes. We spent six hours of our day ticket running in circles back into potions to try and figure it out. We ended up teaming up with another pair of two that were doing the same thing. We were the only two teams playing potions that day. And we just were running in and out. We had notebooks like crazy people. And we were just trying to figure out how in the world to beat potions. We never figured it out, but we begged employees as they were closing, as we were leaving, please give us a hint. And they gave us a cryptic hint that I had to wait two whole years through the pandemic to actually put to use. You're going to have to tell those to me because I'm two times into playing potions and I've still never finished it. I haven't gotten any of the stamps, but we will chat at Recon. I have theories. (laughs) 